and welcome to this week's Shoot to Moon podcast, broadcasting live and direct from Revenue Rocket World Headquarters in Bloomington, Minnesota. As you know, if you tune into this podcast regularly, and maybe even if you don't, uh, Revenue Rocket is the world's premier growth strategy and M&A advisor for tech-enabled services companies. With me today in our podcast uh, are my partners, Ryan Barnett and Matt Lockhart. Welcome, gentlemen. And good to be here, Mike. Excited about today's topic. You know, we deal with this uh, a lot. I don't want to steal your thunder here, Ryan, but uh, it's a good one. And uh, here we are almost through, you know, kind of getting through the, the first quarter. Uh, happy to report we've we've already gotten some some really successful deals done this year and activity is up so we're rolling what's going on ryan what are we talking about yeah well great topic uh today and and i think it's something uh that uh, both buyers and sellers should be interested in and the concept is you know what is a platform a platform provider in this space, uh, and when I mean this space, the IT services market. So I uh, think application developers or application integrators or managed service providers. And we want to break into uh, why, what is a platform in the context of M&A, uh, why it matters, and, and why it's something that should be on both buyers and sellers' radars uh, here for today. So Mike, why don't you just help us out first, just define, you know, what is a, what is a platform? And uh, uh, start us start us off. Sure thing. Um, you know, a platform company is typically a firm that um, you know is getting um, you know has proven sort of methodologies and approaches to the market. They're specialized. They're operating well. They tend to be in the top quartile of of profit realization amongst their peers. They're growing, and as such, they become a very attractive uh, platform, if you will, for investment. Um, by uh, either private equity firms or groups of investors that have uh, pooled their resources to build a fund and become the capital partner to, uh, you know, help that company go places uh, with that capital that they uh, can't go uh, on their own. And uh, there's many, many, I mean, this thesis is pretty proven in the world of private equity. It's kind of been around for a long time. It's been deployed uh you know, broadly, uh, probably in the last uh, three to five years in the tech-enabled services space, uh, it's become very uh, prolific. There's lots of new investors popping up and private equity firms popping up, coming into the space. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, quote-unquote, uh, investor optimism in our space right now, which is really, really interesting. Uh, so if I if I put this in a little different context, the uh, when a private equity firm is investing, that platform company may often be the first company that receives investment for a thesis, uh, and uh, typically that might be a larger scale investment. We oftentimes hear a platform investments maybe three to five million in EBITDA or or more. It could be even much greater than that. It could be twenty five million in EBITDA. But essentially, it's someone large enough and with enough sophistication and scale to go uh, acquire other companies. And the other context we'll put this in is we'll, we'll often hear private equity firms or platform investment firms that have received investment as making add-on acquisitions. And an add-on acquisition would be another acquisition following that platform. 
And I think that's kind of the, the basic, basic, basic um, foundations of that. Um, Matt, what, uh, or Mike, do you have anything to add there? No, I, I would just add that, uh, and then we can certainly get Matt's perspective on this, but it is a fascinating time because, you know, there's a, a huge number of um, new investors flowing in. And this thesis has been proven in other industries of much larger platforms. Typically, the platforms in other industries, you know, start at maybe 20 million in EBITDA and go up from there. But in the world of IT services and tech-enabled services, those platforms tend to be a little bit smaller. And to your point, they they can be larger, like you know, more traditional sort of uh, thoughts. But you know, they have uh, they have definitely started private equity firms to have come down in market because there's so many well-run, you know, kind of what I would say, um, firms that are positioned for hyperscaling with the right capital partner. Um, and typically that, you know, firm that has has it figured out and is in a position to hyperscale is a firm that, you know, maybe has three, four, five, six million bucks on EBITDA, and they just need that capital uh, shot in the arm to go then begin to execute on a on a fairly aggressive buy side initiative to tuck in acquisitions. And that's where advisors like Revenue Rocket come into play. So if I start thinking about this as a as a um, seller, perhaps let's say I do have a, a company that's of size and I've got some scale here. Well, what's the benefit of being uh, a, a platform company? You know, what opportunities does that uh, give me uh, to take some of this uh, take investment and and be part of something different? Well, I think, you know, Ryan, I think that there's a, a a couple of different opportunities that would be open to um, that platform candidate, right? Um, one is, is just going faster in scaling. And, you know, it, it, it takes money to, to grow, right? So it takes that capital partner that, that Mike talked about to be able to, to go faster. And, and maybe there's a recognition that uh, by a platform firm that their particular capabilities or their specialty has a, a limited time horizon. Now, and when I say limited time horizon, we're not talking about months, we're talking about years. But maybe there's a recognition that there's a five-year run that that platform's capabilities are going to be specialized in a marketplace. And so you really do need to go faster to just take a bigger piece of the overall market. And there's a recognition that, you know, you can only go so fast with the capital and the money that's in place. And so you need to go, you know, you need to go outside and partner the potential financial gain, you know, it's quite honestly, it's kind of simple math, right? Where you go, well, if we're able to scale at 10X what our size is right now, even though I am going to relinquish part of, uh, you know, uh, part of the equity that I own, 10X the equity that I'm, you know, able to get, in that time period is as a you know 
a, a distinct financial gain. There's also the aspect, and we, you know, you hear this term in this context of being coming a platform, which is de-risking. So you see the opportunity to have a 10x gain, for example, yet you're able to um, de-risk by by having a payout for the value that you've created today. Um, so those are some of the reasons. Some, what are you know? Another reason would be that you recognize that um, by being the platform and being able to make subsequent acquisitions, add-ons, if you will, um, you've got the opportunity to bring a higher level of talent on board by acquiring. Uh, some additional leadership that is going to be interested in in being a partner and and sort of being uh, along for the ride. So you know those are some of the things that that we advise and and see from um, those platform partners that you know that we've worked with. I think that's a that's a great. Um, a great start in, into both of that, uh, Mike and Matt, and just getting us going. Um, if I'm a seller and I let's say I do have a substantial firm, um, what are what are some things that I should start to look at to be kind of that platform candidate? I mean, what are what is a, a an equity partner going to look for in my firm when it comes to maturity and, and excellence? Um, Mike, why don't, you, why don't you just get us started there? And uh, there's all sorts of things I'm assuming uh, we can look at from uh, leadership to sales and marketing uh, or uh, the specialization and where the target markets you're going after. So, uh, you know, what should I, what, what, what can I bring to the table as a seller uh, to these companies? Well, I, I think they're looking for a safe, and it's kind of, Kind of implied in the name, right? The platform. They're looking for a safe platform for investment. You know, what do they want there? They want excellent operators that are growing a solid business that's repeatable, um, that have, uh, you know, that are staffed properly, that have strong sales and marketing initiatives, that are in the top quartile of their peers as it relates to revenue growth and profit. Now, specific investors have specific requirements. They may be looking for, uh, for example, a digital transformation or or custom software type firm that fits that profile. They may be looking for an app implementer that fits that profile of a certain ilk or a managed service provider. All of their specific mandates for investment are different. Um, and usually that has to do with their level of comfort or where they've made investments before or maybe where they have board members or operating executive at the investment level that have experience. Um, but in short, they wanna look at firms that are running really well, uh, that have a strong plan uh, for growth, that with some additional funding and support could accelerate their organic growth, uh, but more importantly, could also integrate um, and take advantage of acquisitions for growth because to get to the you know three x or more uh, return on investment and equity that they want pursuant to um, kind of investing in platform businesses, they need to be able to uh, 
be a solid enough operator to tuck in those uh, add-on investments, those add-on acquisitions to augment what is all, already a really good growth story. You know, I'll add to that, Mike, that I think that this, <laughs> uh, the starting point oftentimes is um, the leadership of the platform team, right? So, and specifically, it all starts at the top, you know, the CEO. Um, the, the investors need to have confidence that they are partnering with that individual um, who is going to be the quarterback, if you will, for uh, operating uh, that platform investment and, and integrating the additional, you know, acquisitions and, and add-ons. And it's not a, you know, the success rate in that is not 100% like it is. <laughs> I guess that's true of anything. Uh, but those savvy investors really um, understand who, you know, what are the, the components of good leadership that they are going to be teaming up with. And I think that that, I think that that is uh, really key. We've, we've had, you know, experiences ourselves, most of them positive, right? Where we're representing uh, people who are, you know, interested in becoming that platform. And, you know, and a couple of times where we've had, uh, had to counsel and coach that, uh, you know, maybe maybe the leadership needs to be addressed before becoming a, uh, a platform. So that leadership is is certainly a key piece. I, the only the thing that I'd also add on is is um, while a platform and that investment strategy is a, a key part to that strategy is going to be additional acquisitions and add-ons. Um, having the foundations in place for organic growth as well, right? Um, yeah, I think that that's one of those key pieces because you 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 certainly get a leverage up in addition to growing EBITDA through acquisitions by being able to demonstrate a, a good, strong, organic growth plan. And then obviously, Cash is king, and and the ability on a historical basis to produce a strong profit returns, uh, you know, is is obviously another critical factor. I, I think that's a, a critical point. These in a platform company, you're going to be uh, you're going to essentially be part of a thesis, and that thesis is oftentimes very uh, very tight. So it may be uh, if you look at a private equity firm, for example, they might be investing in companies that are focused in healthcare IT. And from there, they may want to focus on uh, application hosting providers in healthcare IT. So in understanding that market and your ability to grow within that uh, specialization and vertical market becomes a key component to to the strategy. Uh, and this is where a little bit where add-ons and platforms go together. I, I think it's uh, important to say that it's it's it can be very good to be a add-on to a platform. <laughs> and if there's a successful funding platform, a our funding uh, provider 
and a platform that's in place that is setting direction and setting that thesis, the add-on components. And if you're considering selling your firm, uh, I think being an add-on can be uh, extremely uh, effective uh, for you as sometimes you get the same benefits of that platform company. Sometimes there's an equity role. Uh, sometimes there's a scale that you can't get a loan and a, a group and a focus that is um, tighter into, into areas that you can do really well in. So I think that that add-on is the, the next step to think about in, in, into that platform uh, play uh, that can be uh, very helpful. Uh, Matt, you, you've you've talked about the, the kind of the ability to acquire, and I think that's also important to think if you are that platform company, the investors are looking for that next stage of growth, and the next stage is through um, making additional acquisition. And, and I would say that one part that seems important is that if you're you are the platform provider provider or uh, player it's really important to know the other players in your industry as well as they could quickly become uh, acquisition targets. But it's also effective. You need to have a, a really strong M&A strategy to go into, into the, some of those, in, into these platforms and, or into these investments. And uh, uh, Mike, uh, maybe you can, or Matt, either one can, can help me understand or, you know, what advice would you give to a seller if they are in that position of becoming that platform on, and kind of where that next deal should come from. Yeah, I mean, I'll weigh in on this. I mean, I think, you know, we've certainly seen um, some interesting combinations between, um, you know, funding source, uh, call it private equity or investors or sponsors. Those terms are used pretty uh, interchangeably amongst the uh, financial community that build on platforms. And, and, and generally, um, you know, they'll, they're pretty successful at finding those platforms. Sometimes we help them find them. We certainly have plenty of clients that we've supported in finding platforms or facilitate, you know, what we'll call deal uh, uh, deal facilitation for a platform and an investor. Uh, we've done lots of that over the years. But, but uh, I think a component that they have to be able to execute exceptionally well on is finding, attracting, and integrating acquisitions quickly after the platform is acquired. We've seen some firms make some mistakes, frankly, in either trying to underfund um, their outreach and their alignment around doing add-on acquisitions, or they haven't you know, partnered early enough with someone who can do buy-side support, such as Revenue Rocket or our other very capable peers in the market that do that work, in order to uh, quickly get those add-ons built or, or acquired and put on. Because you have to remember that a, an investor in a platform is typically, you know, um, looking to buy, build, and then exit themselves in, you know, five years, maybe seven years on the outside. And so time is not your friend there. Um, and if you squander a year um, trying to roll your own and find targets, as an example, that is opportunity lost and your ability to get to an accretive multiple of EBITDA scale to a point where, you know, the uh, you become attractive to very qualified, uh, much larger acquirers. Um, and the formula for success, and I alluded to this earlier, really includes uh, the finance partner, the, the business that is the platform, 
uh, and an M&A advisor to be able to provide a steady stream of tuck-ins um, that support the mission. Yeah, it's always it's. I think it's critical to have the, someone by your side, and I think the the pressure is really high when you are part of the if you are the platform, and so getting all the help you can at the table is something that is uh, is is critical. Matt, what should a what should a seller look for in a funding partner, or what's what should they bring to the table as far as as, as getting a platform launched? Well, that's a great question, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I think that it's it's sort of like um, you're interviewing for alignment around a number of areas. One, you know, one is just quite honestly uh, symmetry around the strategy, right? So, in in and what I mean by that, it's sort of at the highest level of looking at the market and you know looking ahead five years and saying this is what you know this is what we believe our firm is in five years what the values are what the capabilities are where we are going to play where we are going to specialize what are some of the potential force multiplied opportunities that we're going to create and take advantage of and being in alignment uh, around that strategy i think that that is is absolutely critical i think that maybe even more important but at least as important it's just the the that good old trust factor that you're going to be able to trust each other work together that you're going to be able to work through, you know, what are invariably going to be difficult times and situations and decisions, uh, that you're going to be able to have each other's back, that you're going to be able to pick each other up, um, because it's uh, it's not always easy. Um, and uh, you can't predict the future. Uh, but I can just tell you, after 25 years of, of of being a partner in a in an IT tech enabled services business, that uh, you know there's good times and there's bad times, and so just having that high degree of trust in each other is is going to be key. Then you know some of those little things like actually having <laughs> a strong investment background um, and having the money, if you will. I mean, it's probably pretty important. Um, having a track record of being a platform investor and, and then successfully um, making those add-on acquisitions um, and investing appropriately towards being able to make those add-on acquisitions. Uh, you know, I think that Mike talked about a number of those key criteria. Speed is king. Being able to be effective in in continuing that add-on consolidation strategy and doing it doing it quickly is 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 absolutely critical. And we've seen you know the good and the bad in that those that that have difficulty making decisions and or quite honestly they're too cheap and they're always looking for deals are not 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 necessarily the best uh the best investment partners so you know i, I think those are some of the key things um but it, it's 
it's sort of like think about get going into business with somebody um you know and and lining that individual up with yourself that actually brings up another good point that i they hadn't really thought of having somebody who's going to cover your gaps right as a leader you know that you're really good in some areas you know oftentimes but you need somebody that can cover some gaps i mean shoot that gap could be leadership development that gap could be marketing that gap could right and and finding that investment partner who has um some of that expertise in uh in their firm i think is another key uh key attribute that you might want to look for yeah, i think that's great um uh, i i um i don't have a lot more questions here um, you know, and what I heard today was that uh, you know, a platform is a really exciting opportunity with uh, investors, and uh, I think that's something to get into. Actually, I, I do have one more question. I'll back up a little bit. Um, if you are a platform, you know, should you expect you an exit yourself? You know, what, what's a typical time frame, and and is that a big portion of the allure of this? Is that um, there's going to be perhaps that second bite of the apple. I like to think, Mike, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think that it's safe to look in the five to seven year range. I think that's a, that's a safe guideline with the understanding that it can go a little faster and it can go a little longer. Um, and, uh, but you know that's in 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 talking to those platform investors that's a a great discussion to to have mike yeah i would agree man i would say it's a five to seven year on average but understand that there are those um investment groups that are kind of a buy and hold uh, you know for example many family offices are buy and hold looking for platform investments to build on and it brings up again the need to have competent advice because the devil's in the details in your stockholders agreement or as we like to affectionately call it the shag as to how you can exit your investment and when you exit that investment and how it's valued and and what options you have as a stockholder because you have to remember that if you're going to align to be a platform investment with a financial sponsor you are investing as well you're typically going to roll you know, upwards of 30% of your equity into this new platform. And it uh, means that you have to have a high degree of alignment uh, with those investors around, you know, what it means to be a stockholder. Um, and are you seen as the same, do you have the same rights and privileges as an investor in that uh, platform as the, you know, money guys, right? And how does that Align and is it really an attractive partnership or is it one-sided? And oftentimes, in order to make sense of all that, you need some outside advice and counsel uh, to really, you know, negotiate on your behalf to make sure that they're lined up. But understanding, I think, your exit timelines and um, and and horizons and how that works and what rights you have as a stockholder in that business, even up until and maybe a more broad exit or recapitalization, as we'd probably call it, um, are super important. Um, and making sure your your thoughts about alignment and return rates and all that and 
kind of what happens if things don't go well, which I think is an important conversation to have as well with your partner, uh, your financial partner, uh, are all things that are um, important to get on the table. Great. I, th I think a great topic today. Uh, it's it's one of those where it's, it's a very exciting to be part of, of this investment. So again, to, to hear, to, to replay a, a few of the things I heard that were important, you know, Platform is a company uh, where your proven success in investors combine and investors can start uh, to uh, provide growth capital and opportunities for really quick, rapid growth. Uh, if you're in part of uh, a platform or you are the platform itself, uh, add-on uh, add acquisitions are really core and central to the thesis in having the appropriate people by your side to make sure that a vision can turn into a reality is, is critical. Uh, and the, the speed in which you scale that is as part of this is uh, you may have limited time for investment uh, and return uh based on your funding partners uh it can be a financially it can be huge uh, there's opportunities to roll equity there's opportunities for uh continued growth and there's opportunities for everyone in the, in the platform to to grow uh and if you're trying to be part of a platform having a leadership team in place a focus service areas in, in line uh in even down to your target market that you've established starts to become critical uh, and and starts to drive those future acquisitions. Um, ideally, this would be a, a big big uh, platform for growth for everyone involved, and it, it's something again really exciting for for the uh, uh, for everyone in the space. Uh, that's what I heard today, uh, Matt or Mike. I'll turn it over to you for for any closing thoughts. Uh, I think this is great, Ryan. I. Um... You know, sort of one final closing thought. Ten years ago, private equity, because I had conversations with a, a number of private equity individuals, friends and, you know, associates, and they didn't even really look in the tech-enabled services space <laughs> for platforms. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't understand it, right? They, you know, and uh, boy, how that's changed. And we still hear from a lot of founders, founder-led businesses and or operators who, who are like, oh, well, private equity just wants to, uh, they want to cut everything to the bone and, and it's going to be horrible and so on and so forth. And quite honestly, most often we see that that is absolutely not the case that there are now because private equity has understood that this tech enabled IT services space is really a great place to be there are great partners out there great investment partners out there and so uh, I just thought it important to note that because it, it really is an, an interesting and an attractive uh, option uh, for people to look at in in achieving the sort of the that next opportunity for growth. So great topic. Good to be with you guys, Mike. Well, great way to wrap up there, Matt. I would totally agree with you. I think if you're contemplating a sell in, um, looking to stay on and and um, 
grow your business with a funding partner, we'd certainly welcome the opportunity to have a conversation about how we could help uh, get you to market and uh, get that recapitalization occurring so you can um, get to the next level. Um, so with that, well, we'll tie a ribbon on it uh, for this week's Shoot the Moon podcast. Please tune in next week uh, for uh, other uh, exciting uh, topics around growth strategy and M&A for tech-enabled services companies. Um, with that, uh, make it a great week. Thanks a lot. Take care.